Drew, I'm really excited to have Dash Culture on the podcast tonight. But how are we going to introduce them? Bryce, I got just the thing. Here, here, here we go. So we're finally here. Recording for you, but here comes some dudes that will join in too. Put your cheeks together and make them flap as we take you through the house of Mario rap. Oh, DC! Dash Culture! They're a pop culture podcast that cover all bases, and they're here to cover empty aces. The hot takes can fire in. And when you hear them, your brain will burst. They talk movies, music, and gaming too. They're hot shot members of the 8-bit crew of DC. Dash Culture. DC. Dash Culture is here. This host got style. So listen up, dudes. Dash can create fun art to reflect his mood. He's calm and collected when he needs to be He can rock the mic and make it look like a breeze If you bring up esports, it won't be long Before he hits you with You are wrong ODC Dash Culture He has no starter His facts are ace But this host has a fantastic face He can podcast even finer than Drew, and give his opinion just for you. Explain himself about his view. Buddy here is one slick dude. Oh, DC! Dash Culture! DC! Dash Culture is here! Movies, music, gaming, themselves. Here come the hosts from the top of the shelves. I said movies, music, gaming, themselves. Here come the hosts from the top of the shelves. I said movies, music, gaming, themselves. Here come the hosts from the top of the shelves. I said. What's up everybody, welcome to the House of Mario, episode 47, and we are the Nintendo Podcast, a part of the Epic Collective. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and joining me as always is the delightful Bryce DeWitt. I wanted a tagline this week. You got delightful, what are you complaining about? <laughs> Alright, okay, I'll take it. <laughs> and joining us for the first Asshole. time... What was that? <laughs> <laughs> and joining us for the first time, uh, the guys from the Dash Culture Podcast, Mr. Dan Gamer. Oh, Dash Gamer, sorry. Yeah, that's all right. Either way, <laughs> and Buddy Watson. Now this is this is a this is an unbelievable trend with him because he does this every time, no matter how how many how many times or how well he knows a person, he always fucks the name. I do every <laughs> single time. I can barely remember your name, Bryce. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> there's some names. There's some there's some weeks where he's just stifled mine. I don't know uh, what it is. I'm gonna come in on your defense there, Drew, yeah. because. Most people just know Dash as Dash, and I bet you there's like 80% of people that know Dash as Dash probably don't even know his real name, so I don't even know how yeah. to say Dash's last name, but uh, you know, it's it's an R and has a million Zs, I think. So. What are you talking about? It's a, it's Gamer, like uh, like you just said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> gamer. That's me. Mr. Gamer. Mr. Gamer. Da- Dash <laughs> Gamer <laughs> Watch. <laughs> uh, so you guys are from the review... Uh, Oh, not the review, sorry. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> the Dash Culture podcast. Yeah, buddy. Uh, all about pop culture. Uh, mm. 
for someone who doesn't know what that show might be about, uh, fill us in. Uh, basically, so uh, myself and Buddy came together earlier in, uh, I don't know, mid, about mid-2017. Uh, we decided that we were going to do something together. Uh, Buddy was doing uh, something along the lines of a pop culture podcast himself. And um, it'd be, it, basically, myself, I was planning to do a PlayStation podcast with um, Pez from, uh, at the time, you Game Bro. And uh, we were in the midst of it, and Pez got lucky. He uh, actually scored a job over at 2K, so which was really cool, Pez. And uh, unfortunately, through that, he had to step down from you, Game Bro. Um, and also meant that we couldn't do um, our PlayStation podcast that we were planning, unfortunately. But um, myself and Buddy had done a episode of Review Culture in the past uh, on Life is Strange Before the Storm, which was actually... Uh, Buddy reckons it's one of the better performing episodes of Review Culture. And uh, he came to me and said... It's in the top 15, bro. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Top 15, I'll take that. Um, He came to me and said, I'd be interested in doing something together with you. And I was like, hell yeah, dude, let's let's do something. And this came together. And uh, I had to come up with a name. And I was with the 8-Bit Collective at the time, uh, well, with 8-Bit at the time, before the Collective, and uh, they turned around and said, how about, because I came up with the review Dash, and they were like, no, 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 Dash Culture, Dash Culture. I'm like, all right, so basically came together as Dash Culture, and we basically cover video games, pop culture, anime, comics, music, everything that you can think of uh, under the uh, nerdy sun, so there you go. Mm, Excellent. Yeah. Uh, It it was really cool to see you guys come together, because when I listened to that episode uh, of Review Culture back uh, back before you formed this podcast, mm. it was really good listening to you guys sort of the back and forth between you two. Thanks, brother. Yeah, thanks for that, man. So I, I felt like we had a good vibe going on and usually in the Review Culture podcast, it was kind of three or four of us. So it was a bit different and out of my element doing a one-on-one, like you know, just the two of us. So, um, and just, just listening to you guys as well when you do House of Mario, I think it's uh, something interesting when there's just two of you. Um, you know, you're going to get crowded over conversation, which is probably going to happen and come through uh, on this podcast <laughs> as we all get a bit excited and things. But um, I, th- I think it's a good dynamic and uh, yeah, came through easily. So yeah, this is by far the biggest uh, crew we've had to do a podcast. Probably was the last, well, we usually have three if we have a guest, but right. four on, yeah, we're going to be. <laughs> well, well, the original the original plan was you, you came to me, Drew, and you said, how about being a guest? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And then that was before E3. And then um, basically you said, oh, E3's coming up. How about we move it after E3? And I was like, yeah, dude. I go, whatever's more comfortable. And then I was thinking about it over E3 and I'm like, how about we just do a crossover? How about we just do all four of us together on the one show and it'd be good. And so this kind of came together. Buddy, I'll be honest, Buddy kind of jumped the boat on me. He turned around and was like, dude, guess what? Next week, Asamaria. I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, Asamaria <laughs> next week. I'm like, well, since when? And he goes, oh, oh. I'm like, <laughs> Did you jump the boat in? He's like, oh, I'm really excited about Mario Tennis and everything. I'm like, all right, fair enough. <laughs> Mario Tennis, mate, yeah. game of the year. <laughs> yeah, because we 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 had just f- finished recording the uh, other episode or last week's episode, so we weren't really thinking about what we're going to do this week. Yeah. And Buddy's like, oh, uh, I'll, we should come on and talk about the Mario Tennis, and I'm like, well, that's a great idea. Yeah. I haven't even thought about it yet. Why yeah. not? <laughs> I guess we'll have to play it before we <laughs> go ahead and talk about it. Fair enough. Right. No, uh, what, what did we do? Uh, Friday night, we were with a couple of NPCs, and they were doing their stream on Twitch, and... Uh, we all get to, we all got together. Myself, uh, the NPC boys, uh, Buddy, uh, Benny from Eight Bit, and Nasi was supposed to be there, but he didn't show up. Uh, apparently, he's sick or something. And uh, 
we all got together and basically just did a, lot, a little mini tournament uh, through Mario, uh, Mario Tennis Aces. It was an awesome night. Like, we had a lot of fun playing it, so... Um, but I'm sure we'll cover that pretty soon on the podcast anyway. <laughs> yeah. So this episode will be a somewhat a review of Mario Tennis Aces, just what us four think about the game. Um, but before we get to that, Dash, you want to bring up some uh, some of the hacking scene that's going on at Switch at the moment? Yeah. Um, so before I actually start this, I want to preface this by saying I don't condone, don't condone piracy. <laughs> um, and also, yeah. if this intrigues you, please be aware that this actually might get your Switch banned. Um, so if you're actually going to go through with any of what I'm saying right now, uh, just be aware of that. So please be careful. You can also brick your Switch doing this. So if you're not actually technically inclined by all this, just I'm throwing that out there, you're being warned. And it's going to void um, your warranty. Exactly, yes. Oh, from 100%. Like, from the get-go, it voids your warranty. But if you pass that 12-month uh, period, I guess your warranty is already void anyway. So, mm. um, boys, I've been actually part of the homebrew scene for a long time now i've actually been part i'm an active member over at gba temp and i've been one for a long time now and um i was actually part of the inception of a homebrew game widely known as newer super mario brothers Wii. um i was actually one of the first members of part of that crew to actually develop that hack basically and um i i kind of stepped away from that back in 2011 and then they recently released in 2014 or 2015 i believe but um, through that, I've always been active with Homebrew and always loved trying to get emulators and everything working on Nintendo's consoles, you know, because I'm all, I always love my old school games. Um, so recently, uh, there, there came, um, only a couple of days ago, um, a team known as Team Executor actually um, released basically a hack known as uh, SXOS, SX um, Operating System for the Nintendo Switch, which allows... Um, homebrew but also allows questionable piracy and all that stuff um which i don't touch i'm mainly in it for the homebrew but the reason i bring this up boys is because this now has opened up the 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 floodgates for pirates for people who want to homebrew um and also uh want to you know just try and open up the switch as much as they can the the problem I see with this, and this is first-hand account because I'm, i'm lucky enough to actually own two nintendo switches i've owned two of them since launch one I bought to use for, um, you know, general use, and the other one was for this specific purpose because I just love, you know, tinkering with this kind of thing. Um, my worry, boys, is that this is going to open up the floodgates for those pirates out there, and this is my worry with Nintendo, is that um, now the go is that they're trying to ban every single system that um, gets on to this firmware, this custom firmware, and at the same time, uh, people who are dumping these cartridges now, the, the Nintendo Switch cartridges, um, there's a specific header code for them, and uh, whatever gets duplicated onto a Switch in terms of piracy, um, these pirates can actually turn around and trade their games in, but the specific header code on a cartridge now um, will get banned itself. So, oh, yeah. oh wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was just reading up about this just before we came on, and it was wowing me too. So, like, basically, this is a big, big risk. So, like, for myself and Buddy who work at JB, uh, who trade these games in, this is going to be big trouble for us. Um, yeah, and also for Nintendo as well because they won't know what to do in the end, in the long run. I mean, this is now a thing where Nintendo has tried their hardest to prevent piracy, but it just keeps kicking them in the ass and over and over again. See, this sounds familiar. I, I actually think I've read about this. People uh, people were putting out cautions on buying on secondhand games from eBay and stuff like that for that very reason. Yeah. Uh, that they would get the games and it would just either brick their Switch or they'd be unusable 100%. Right. Hmm. So, 
I'm not sure of the complete ramifications of it. I just know that um, on there was there was someone on Twitter that said just don't don't even go to eBay for your for your games. Buy your games first hand. Don't don't even go there. So, um, yeah, it's almost going to kill the second-hand market if it's uh, if it's going to be this bad. Yeah. It, it's yeah. it's going to be something that Nintendo really needs to look over and assess what they're going to do in terms of protecting their console now because um, with the floodgates open, as I said, uh, it just makes for more coding. Um, they just released a new firmware for it today, uh, version 1.2, which now allows... Because they had a, a wall on them already as soon as it came out. So Mario Tennis Aces had apparently uh, become a new version of the cartridges that have been released to actually patch this. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden today, they released a new patch and hey, people are playing Mario Tennis on this new firmware. So the, oh, so the firmware is not older emulation type stuff. It's actually current games that are out. It, is that right? It's it it's piracy slash homebrew is ah, what's okay. going on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So... Yeah. Because uh, the way they're able to um, hack the, the Switch is, isn't software-based, is it? It's hardware-based. They're actually getting into the... Uh, NVIDIA chip. Yeah, so it's a NAND base um, for... I'm going to be technical here uh, for anybody out there who doesn't really understand the lingo. NAND is basically <laughs> the chipset. Uh, so it's actually overriding the chipset and uh, injecting its own firmware. So like for anybody out there, the layman's terms is like if you see... If you go to your settings in your Switch and you see uh, firmware 5.0 point whatever it is, that's your firmware number. Uh, when you inject um, a custom firmware in, what it's doing is overriding that firmware... Uh, temporarily, mind you, it's it's only doing it temporarily. So you got to do this every time you actually have to reboot your switch to get this custom firmware, um, which is a bit of a pain in the ass for some people. But for people who are once again inclined to do this in terms of uh, like they know what they're doing, then it's nothing. It's a breeze. Um, it, it, if anything, I, I actually did uh, on my second one with a paperclip. You know, it, it just takes a paperclip from Officeworks to put into your right hand side, and bam, you're you're, you're ready to go. Um, <laughs> Jesus. That, that, that's what I mean. So something as simple as that. I'm, I remember my PlayStation 3, I did the same thing with my TI-84 calculator um, that I actually programmed to jailbreak my PlayStation 3. <laughs> Bring out that maths A history in you. Dude, it was it was so funny because it was my calculator from high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I still remember rocking, rocking one. Yeah. <laughs> And like trying to draw things on it, let alone what, let alone hacking an entire system with it. I used to play Super Jesus Mario Christ. Maths. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I just want to get your yeah. boy, oh, your boys' thoughts, especially you being a Nintendo podcast. Um, also on this kind of thing, um, it worries me as as a Nintendo fan as well. I just want to get your boys' thoughts, especially you know this being the, the House of Mario um, <laughs> on this whole situation. Yeah, it it, it definitely worries me because. Yeah. Like all, all of the success the Switch has had with indie games, and you know it's it's its own third uh, first party games. Yeah, you know if if enough p- people get into the piracy, it can completely destroy it all. Yeah, and it's only a year in for the Switch as well. And yeah, yeah, and, and they're not able to patch it up. So you know, as the, as this spreads, more people are going to try it, be interested in, in pirate their games. Yeah, and and that's exactly what worries me because it's so accessible uh, to do this, and it's and, like. Yeah. Super simple that if an idiot gets a hold of uh, this kind of thing, if they make it super simple um, to the point where you don't need to have a paperclip and bend it the right way to make this happen. And, you know, I've seen people do it and I'm just like, oh my God, I can't even get to that point. But it it just makes me wonder um, how simple they're going to make it and how worrisome it's going to get for Switch in the future. But look, I love my Nintendo Switch. I love love playing all my games on it. I, I 
you know, like Mario Tennis Aces is awesome. Super Mario Odyssey is one of my favorites, and Legend of Zelda is just fucking phenomenal. But can we swear on this podcast? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Go ahead. It's, it's, <laughs> sorry, it's fucking phenomenal. But uh, yeah, no, this just worries me a little bit. I hope that Nintendo are able to like to pay. Like, I'd love Nintendo to ban me on this Switch. I'd love them. Um, it's like enticing. Nintendo, ban me on this on this Switch, please. Because I tell you, this is not something that I want to see from them. But, yeah. No. Yeah. I'm in the same boat as you, Dash, where I think the homebrew community is... It, it's a good thing to be in. Mm-hmm. I enjoy uh, seeing the stuff that people can come up with. Yep. Whether it be in custom, custom OSs yep. or whether they're making their own custom games putting them onto the switch yeah even even sometimes people just breaking the shit out of a game breaking it down so that it'll work on a switch something like i don't know fallout or something like that Mm -hmm. people people get into crazy shit and they'll do that kind of thing yeah but the piracy thing and the fact that they can make a game complete like render a game completely useless yeah is the most worrying thing yeah Mm. i agree because again it kills the secondhand market yeah yeah and I bought. I buy all my Nintendo games, uh, brand new. Yeah. I don't. I never touch them secondhand unless they're like Wii trash dump titles. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's the only time I ever touch secondhand Nintendo. I have not touched secondhand with Switch at all, and I refuse to. Yeah. Uh, it's it's crazy to hear that it's possible to steal that head of code and just make a game useless. Mm. Yeah. It's actually quite hard so. to find a lot of um, secondhand Nintendo stuff because I find a lot of people hold on to them. They don't kind of uh-huh. really trade them in as much. Well, based on like, our experience at, in retail kind of yeah. land, we hardly no, ever get any Switch no, titles. No, yeah. Switch titles traded in any even 3DS titles we hardly ever get any of those traded in as well or some yeah. of the older Wii yeah. stuff. It kind of people kind of hold on to it and it kind of holds its value weirdly enough yeah. so um, yeah they're not cheap enough to even bother mm. um, buying secondhand. so ho- so off. hopefully that's kind of a deterrent in, in itself and kind of like maybe a bit of an indicator if it's happening if you know we're getting more copies traded in of of switch or any other nintendo software then maybe that'll be like a bit of a red flag too so yeah speaking on that i i think i think it's an i think that's a thing that's uh common in cartridge based systems as well What's that? Like I don't like trade ins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't you don't see cartridge cartridges traded in nowhere near as much as you do disc copies of anything. Absolutely. No, not at all. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure whether I'm not sure whether that sort of lays into it somehow, but it just seemed like even with the Vita I didn't see a lot of trade ins with the Vita as well. Mm. Didn't sell enough software. Yeah. Well, no, it didn't. No, the, the Vita, the Vita commercially was, was was pretty much the Wii U. Yeah, I think with it's, the with the Vita too, I think people are more inclined to download the games on that as well. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I know possibly. I was. Yeah, but yeah, it depends. You get the you get the people that don't want to touch those overpriced fucking memory sticks. Oh yeah, they were bullshit enough on the PSP. Alone. Well, you had to buy one even if you wanted physical games, so it doesn't matter. Because I, I homebrewed, I homebrewed the shit out of my PSP, but getting a memory stick for that thing was a pain in the ass. Mm. Yeah. I did it early like, on, it so awful. I was able to get everything quick, smart. So, like, in yeah, terms yeah. of when Homebrew comes out, I'm always on top of it. So, I'm, like, always going to be in there, like, right at the get-go just to kind of play around with it. Especially, like, as I said, when this custom firmware was released, man, I was on the get-go. I was like, I need to I need to ch- test this out. I was like that with the mm-hmm. Wii as well. I, I pretty much jumped on custom firmware as soon as it came out. I was, <laughs> I even hard-modded my Wii. There was a, a joint only around the corner from me. Um, that uh, did hard modding for Wii's and I took it there they mod chipped it and um, you know like that kind of thing there I was I was always like 
into uh, even as a kid and if i opened up my own playstation as a kid um even like as i think i was like seven years old i opened up my own playstation and actually mod chipped it myself with a, with a soldering iron um oh, wow. so I've, I've always been like that i always i love technology but um in terms of piracy i'm against that so it's 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 one of those things where i hope that nintendo find a way i mean i know it's it's hard it's hard because this it's essentially the, the switch is essentially a tablet so it's going to be a little harder for them to actually try and patch this whereas i think they had it okay with the wii u they were banning wii u's at one point um that were yeah they were banning that- them by not selling them <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. well shit <laughs> Um, it's it's the dark ages for us, all right. It's hard to remember. <laughs> well, it's just it's just like they didn't even bother banning them. They just that happy. They're just that happy that they actually sold one. <laughs> just left it. Pretty much, yeah. But as soon as for buying our product, you can just hack it all just, you want. Yeah. Just go for it, boys. Just go for it. As soon as uh, custom firmware came out for it, I reckon they were selling more of them. Yeah, yeah. a bit like the PSP. That's sort of what happened with that. Everyone's that keen to hack it and play. Uh, SNES games they just oh yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. even you know what was funny was I remember when uh, I hard modded my Wii uh, and that year Super Smash Brothers came out it was in it was only July I think it was July in Japan the release and then it, was, it wasn't coming out until like January or December that year mm. and my mates were like oh come on we're gonna get Smash and I'm like eh, and they're like what? and so I imported Smash so I could play it because I had uh, something a disc-based uh, soft mod as well called Freeloader, but that was expensive as shit to actually import. So I just did the uh, hard mod, so it would just save me some time. And I imported Smash from Japan, and we were playing Smash in July, which was awesome. But um, mm. see, things yeah. like that I can kind of understand. Um, if you want to soft mod your your Switch, but now the Switch is like um, the Switch is region free, so you don't even have to do that. Plus, games now are getting a worldwide release, uh, so you don't really need to do any of that anymore unless you're pirate. So but um, that that's basically uh, everything that's happening right now with the, mm. the modding scene, I guess. Yeah. I just want to bring up, there was a story of it come up um, over the weekend, I think it was, but mm-hmm. because of uh, the Switch being hacked, they're able to upload their own custom uh, user pictures or profile pictures. Yeah, yeah. And people actually uploading pornography and it's, it was coming up in um, Mario <laughs> oh, that's yeah. Yeah. Odyssey, yeah. the balloon mode. Oh my god. So, it's a, it's, you know, there's shit like that that's affecting it as well, not just, yeah. you know, piracy and... So there was also another piece of that that says that that was a hoax. However, nothing's been confirmed. Um, but if it, if that's what's going on, then yeah, fuck yeah, I, could, I don't condone that shit. That's just terrible, no. especially knowing that kids are playing this kind of these kind of games. Um, I don't know if you remember yeah. as well with the the PlayStation camera initially when they were doing the um, when it first came out and they're doing the streaming off that and they had the uh, oh, what's yeah. the little robot game the the play oh, yeah. the playroom the playroom and, and people yeah. were like having sex on camera in the playroom and yeah you know, like, crazy stuff and being naked and they just had to Shit, show, I remember that and they just had Bloody to ban the, they just had to ban the game how did you remember this yes. <laughs> i can never remember that I, rem- I remember it because it was such a controversy yeah. oh yeah, yeah. i remember yeah. i remember it because i have a ps camera oh <laughs> <laughs> well the only man in the world with a remaining ps camera i just don't know how you get it on with all those little robots going around <laughs> <laughs> it's half the fun <laughs> oh, fair yeah. enough there you go dear lord <laughs> alright guys let's move in some, into some Mario Aces talk yeah. uh, so alright buddy game, go for it <laughs> yeah, the game come out on Friday and uh, we've all been playing it over the weekend Yeah, I personally haven't put a heap of time into it um, I've only done a little bit of the story and played a few matches but I played a fair bit of the uh, 
the beta a few weeks before that. Um, All right. But how are you guys finding the story so far? <laughs> I completed the story two weeks ago. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so let me clarify this once again, buddy. I lied to you again on the podcast. <laughs> He's giving me the finger. <laughs> um, I actually did get a review copy. Um, I, I completed the story about two weeks ago, and I haven't touched it since. Um, it wasn't that good. Um, it was the story is probably the weakest part of of the game. Um, yeah. The strongest part of the game is honestly it's online. Um, that, that's basically uh, what well, in terms of when I said that it's strongest. I think it's probably because it's most interactive um, way to play it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it's online services are that great yet, but that's because they haven't uh, launched their premium online service, obviously. But um, in terms of what I've played of the story, yeah, nah, 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 nothing great. Did it work well as uh, well for you as like a, I guess, a way to learn the mechanics in the game, or was it just um, not even that good for that? Uh, no, look, it played. It plays good. Like I, I, I liked, I liked the story for. It's gameplay. That's pretty much about it. Yeah, <laughs> there was, yeah. there's nothing much to say about the story. That's the problem, and I'm finding that that's what's going on a lot with uh, Mario sports games, and they kind of inject these kind of story modes into these games just to kind of have something to play around with uh, to get used to playing, so that once you, once you get into these exhibition modes, whether it's online or offline or whatever, you're good to go. It's basically like a practice mode um, yeah, to get you yeah. ready, but. Um, th- these are the those kind of modes. There is what turns me off from actually buying these sports games um, from Nintendo a little bit uh, lately. Like they used to be great on Nintendo sixty four, but once they kind of got to the GameCube phase, I was like, eh. Mario Strikers was great on GameCube. I loved it. Then when it got to the Wii, I was like, ah, fuck, this is shit. Um, and then uh, now it's just like, okay, I ain't touching another sports game. The only reason I got it honestly was because Buddy kept talking about it, so. And you got a review copy. And a review copy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you think, buddy? Um, okay, so I spent heaps of time in the beta, probably about 50, of course you did. 50 60 matches. Um, so first of all, the best part of the game is its gameplay, easily, hands down. Um, adventure mode, I'm not really that far in. Uh, I think I'm up to the Boo's Mansion. So I'm kind of only just like past the first of pa- uh, pa- around the first stone, so... I'm not really too far in um, with adventure mode, and it's kind of not really grabbing me. Like, I, I want to finish it. I definitely want to complete it. <clears throat> Excuse me, but I'm just getting addicted to just jumping into online and playing online because it's a better challenge than playing computer players. So that's kind of, you know, even before the podcast here, I turned it on and had three matches um, with a random online. So as soon as I turn it on, I want to play online or I want to play against my friends. So... Um, I don't know if that means the, the story mode is good or, or bad or whatever, but um, yeah, I'm not too sure at the moment about it. What about what about you guys? How how much time have you put into adventure mode or story mode as it, as it is? Well, I'm I'm past the booze mansion and I'm up the snow hill. Yeah. Yeah. That's about where I'm at. Um, I don't mind it in the sense that I've hardly ever played a Mario Tennis game in my life, so... Uh, playing, uh, playing the playing the adventure mode is good for learning the mechanics to a degree. Mm-hmm. I I can't say it's one hundred percent perfect because the situations you are put in are much different than what an actual match would teach you. Yep. The thing that absolutely ticks me off about the game 
is when you go to an extra challenge or something, it's going to it's gonna offer you a bit more of a challenge, but it inevitably means you're going to fail a couple times. But instead of giving, the, giving you the option to rematch, it boots you out, mocks you, and then makes you restart a conversation again, just so you can start the match again. It's- and I... I got so close to throwing my entire console at a wall at one point <laughs> because I was just like, fucking stop, please. Because yeah. it didn't, it didn't fucking, the first one, which I think was like against Spike, it didn't explain it at all. Yeah. It was I just kind of like, keep, keep, keep the ball away from Spike. I'm like, okay, all right. I guess I'll just try to hit it in a slightly different direction. Yeah. No. And, and that's exactly whole- what I meant by it's, it's a practice mode before you actually get into it. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, it's a complete tutorial um, based, and then it's like a wall before you actually crack that wall to get into the gameplay, and that's what bores me too. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, it does sound a bit disappointing because uh, when we first saw this game announced at the direct back earlier this year, we thought it was going to be a bit more of a return to you know, the, the Mario Tennis games on Game Boy Advance and Game Boy Color, but it seems mm. like it's not quite that um, much of a jump back to that. But I think it is nice they did at least try to include a bit more uh, of a mode in uh, this game yeah. rather than just... Because like Mario Tennis on the Wii U, Mario Tennis Ultra Smash, was just uh, you know complete garbage. They had nothing in it. Yeah. And their, their, main, their main hook was, hey, look, there's a Mega Mushroom. And that was... That, it didn't do anything either. It just <laughs> literally made you bigger. Nobody yeah. gave the shit about, about, about the no. Mega Mushroom in any Mario game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, terrible. Jesus Christ. No, it was no. the Mega Mushroom was cool in New Super Mario Bros. The, the game oh, yeah. literally introduced in after yes. that and useless. Yeah, well, in I Mario agree. Kart Wii, it was uh, really annoying. <laughs> oh, God. That was terrible when I introduced it. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh. Don't get a start on the Mario Kart Wii, please. Oh, Mario Kart Wii was like one of the worst Mario Karts I've ever played in my life. <laughs> it is the worst Mario Kart. <laughs> Honestly, I remember playing it for the first time as well. And that, and that was another one that I imported from Japan. And we played it and I thought to myself, what? You know, we're all playing with the wheel and everything. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Because we had it on a projector. I remember the first night we played it, we had it on like a huge ass projector at my mate's place. And uh, we were playing it that night, playing Smash and Mario Kart. And... Um, Mario Kart was like, oh, this is awesome. And then when you jump over like a, to Mario Kart 8, it's like, well, Mario Kart Wii was trash. Mm. I, know. Yeah. I hated Mario Kart Wii when it was current. I, I couldn't. Oh, really? It. You it was, hated it when it was current? Yeah, it was just it's so unbalanced. It was just ridiculous. Mm. You're coming first and you get hit by a blue shell. Someone runs over you in a mega mushroom, yeah. lightning. It was like yeah. nuts. I'm like, holy crap, guys, you have not balanced this for 12 players. No. Well, you, you guys have seen that meme video where, the, where Daisy gets knocked off the bridge, yeah? Uh, I probably have I right at the finishing line she gets knocked off the bridge oh. and like everybody swings past her and destroys her yeah, oh yeah that was yeah. Mario Kart Wii in a nutshell that really yeah, was pretty much yeah, yeah terrible game <laughs> so we'll get to the mechanics of uh, Mario Tennis Aces like yeah. all the new stuff they've added um, I think this is really good they've uh, made it a lot more of a competitive game that um, actually takes a lot of skill to play what do you what do you guys think absolutely 100% this is where Mario Tennis kind of shines um, back in Mario Tennis 64 uh, that was its strength as well. Just the, the the gameplay of it. It didn't. I don't think it had an adventure mode from memory. Uh, it might have had. I don't think so. No, no, I don't, I don't think, think so. It no, no, it might have probably had a tournament mode. But yeah, no. but um, yeah. I kind of agree, agree with what you said before, Bryce, about you know that frustration in the adventure mode where you fail something, they kick you out. You have to go through the dialogue. None of the dialogue is skippable, even though you've kind of been exposed to it two or three times already there's no 500 there's no there's absolutely no reason for you to be subjected 
to that. There's no reason to have, you know, a loading screen behind that or anything like that. It's just kind of unacceptable. And this is what really kind of irks me with Mario Tennis. It's it's so good and it's so bad at, at the same time. Like, there's little things that are bad like that. Um, there's, like you said, the gameplay, you're talking about the mechanics now, it's awesome. You know, the, the kind of scissor, paper, rock mechanic with this, the slice, the top spin, the flat shots, then you got the, the zone shots and you're like using your energy meter and when you're going to use it and how you're going to use it, whether you're going to do zones or ultimates, it's awesome. It's like, that's, that's why I want to play this game. Just the pure gameplay. That's, that's what they needed to hit. And for me, they did. Um, it's just a bit frustrating. There's not as many customizable options or, or, or anything like that that could have really, for me, like made this from great to amazing. So, well, the thing is, is like, and talking about talking about the mechanics in a gameplay, the multiplayer is such a different contrast in comparison to the adventure mode. The adventure mode almost feels like it wants you to slow down ninety percent of the time mm. because it gives you challenges, doesn't really explain them, expects you to figure them out yourself, and then it kicks you out again, kicks you out mocks you makes you restart the whole cut like talking all that bullshit but the multiplayer is a 100 percent different contrast where if you jump into an online lobby you get into an online lobby pick your character you'll find a match you'll start the match the match goes quick you move on to the next match whether you went won or lost depending and then you just keep going you just keep firing firing and firing yep so that is why the multiplayer is fantastic because it doesn't slow you down but going from like I have this speed of the multiplayer where I can just keep playing to the adventure mode where you just like stop trying to slow me down and just let me hit a rematch button or some shit. Yep. It's it's a completely different contrast in in between the two, and that's what makes the multiplayer shine even more. I think. Mm. Absolutely. I think um, here's my deal: is that. Um, I love I love the gameplay. I love the mechanics. I love everything else um, about the game. My deal with the whole experience itself right now is based on how much will I play it further down the line, though. And as of right now, I love playing. I loved having that Friday night session with the boys. Um, but I don't know if I'm going to play anymore after that. Like, buddy said, hey, jump on. Like five minutes before we were supposed to start recording, as they jump on, I'm like, no, you know, I'm like, get get on the PC with you. I'm like, I'm not interested. Now is that is that is that because you didn't feel like playing, or because last time we played, you went zero and seven? All right, no, look, that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> uh, it it's more along the lines of uh, replayability is there. It's like they're ten, tenfold, but whether the interest is going to be there for a lot of players later down. Because oh, I've seen... Like, we, we just talked about this. We've talked about how we don't see a lot of Nintendo games traded in. However, when they are traded in, this is usually one of the bulk. And, mm. like, if you go to an EB Games and you have a look at their Wii U se- section, uh, their pre-owns, Mario Tennis is there. Um, mm. yeah. It's there in ten... It's like they're in buckets. Um, and, that, and that's what worries me about this game is that it's going to be the same lasting appeal as well. I'm, I'm not sure because personally myself, I mean, I scored a review copy, but usually when I when I do get review copies and I like the game, I actually purchase them um, just to kind of support the developer. However, this is one of those scenarios where I have purchased the game, um, but I'm inclined to maybe return it only because I don't know if I want to keep playing it after the front. Not, not because of my, my skill. Let me admit, yes, I'm shit at the game. <laughs> online I am shit at the game compared to Buddy and the NPC boys I, I, I went 7-0 and at one point I'm so glad just... we have this on recording 
I'm so Shut glad up, we have you? this as evidence. Shut up, would you? Anyway, the, the point is, is that, yeah, I'm shit at the game, but it's not It's not even that. It's uh, there's a whether there's going to be a lasting appeal to it when, you know, some other titles come out because you've got we've got heaps of games coming out on Switch in the next coming months too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's already heaps of multiplayer games there right now, so the yeah. competition they've got just out the gate's huge. Yep. So once the hype dies down, it will be interesting to see how this game goes because obviously Splatoon's kept on to its community. Mario Kart is always going to have its community. You're yep. going to have Smash Brothers. Um, Pokemon's going to probably have a bit of a community. Um, I don't know what the multiplayer is for that game online, but there's lots of games you can play online and this game might be one that will fall by the wayside. Mm. What about you, yeah, Drew? What's, so. what's your opinion on the mechanics? Uh, I, I really enjoy them. Um, I... Uh, I was getting better when I was playing online, but then everyone just started getting better quicker. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel your pain. Yeah. I was like, I really enjoy like doing the double tap of X and you know doing that big trick shot across the uh, court and getting the ball back back to him like just in the nick of time. Yeah. Like, it's really satisfying getting that off. Um, but yeah, I've still I've still have a lot to learn about this game to get any better. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to having like a like a um, Friday night or something, getting people over, playing some Mario Kart, you know, Mario Kart and Mario Tennis Aces as well. Hopefully, it's one of those games which is easy enough to pick up for people to play. Yeah, I just want to point say. out something that you just did there, which was actually just steered towards like you said, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting people over to play Mario Kart with me. Um, and you, your first thought was Mario Kart and not Mario Tennis Aces. Yeah, well, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> settle down, Freud. No, so hold on. I want to, I want to, like that, that, and that's my first thought too, right? Is that like when people, uh, and it's already happened. I've had a couple of people over. We've played Mario, Mario Tennis. Look, I just did it again. Mario Tennis. <laughs> um, but they were completely inclined to turn around and tell me, let's chuck on Mario Kart and play some Mario Kart now. So yeah. th- that, that's what the worrisome is a little bit. I mean, Mario Tennis Ace is great, but it's not Mario Kart. And it's like, it's there. It's a sporty game that people like. It's 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 a it's a Mario sport game. It's not something that's gonna. Uh, it's not the first thought on everybody's mind when you think of a Mario game. Everybody thinks Super Mario and then Mario Kart, and then uh, there's that lasting appeal of Mario Kart, which is a whole shitload of fun. Um, and don't get me wrong, it's a shitload of fun with Mario Tennis Aces too, but it's not Mario Kart. So yeah. and they try and they've done that a little bit as well with like Mario Sports Mix I think it was on the 3DS where they tried to have like a whole bunch of mini sports games on 3DS mm-hmm. and that was a complete flunk. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it, it it's almost like it worries me that they're still invested in this Mario Tennis a little bit. Um, Mario Golf I've heard is probably going to be making a return as well. And yes. Yeah, this yep. is all these kind of things where Buddy likes all these crappy Mario sports games. <laughs> that are yeah, come out. Mario Golf on the uh, 3DS was fantastic from what yeah, I Yeah, it was, heard. yeah. Mm. 64 was the best one. Yeah, 64 was I agree. Yep, I agree. Don't, but, don't cry, Dash, because you sucked at everybody's golf as well. Oh, shut up, all right? <laughs> but look, my point is that, my initial point is that Smash, when that comes out at the end of the year, this is going to be forgotten. Yeah, I, th- I think yeah. so too. Uh, I think the issue, I, I think the issue in general is that um, they, you brought up sport mix, right? Yeah. I think the reason that they made sport mix is because they were like, right, we need to try and steer these these extra sport games into a different direction and make them work, and it didn't. It didn't yeah. work at all. 
Because the thing that brought the individuality to these sports games is their different mechanics in general, which right. didn't carry over to sport mix. No, it was, um, they, they were very basic, weren't they? They were. Yeah. They were super basic. So, like, if you if if you hand me a copy of Strikers, I'll play Strikers. I love Strikers. Um, I loved Mario Hoops three on three on the DS. Oh yeah, I thought I that, was that one. Fantastic that was a good game. Yeah. game. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, it was one of my favorite Mario sports games, and I'll play the shit out of that. Mario Golf sixty four, play the shit out of that. Mm. Um, but that's not for everyone. In saying the same thing, yeah, like people can get kart racing. They're like, oh yeah, you get in a car, you drive places. You know, I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> I I understand that, but that yeah. doesn't mean that nobody understands the point. Like there are people that don't understand how golf works or yeah. how yeah. to pro- properly execute a game of tennis. Yeah, or you know. Even basketball, basketball is not as common around here. Especially when, it is. especially when you add these other mechanics in, it does, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it makes it a little bit confusing. If you don't understand the sport, then people are less interested or inclined to play these things. But it's everybody understands what the fuck a race is, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, surely, it's kind of why soccer's yeah. the world game because it's quite simple in its premise. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Just, yeah. Yeah. Goal each side, and you've got to get to the other side to <laughs> get the ball in. That's yeah. it. 100%. So is it weird of me to say that I actually had more fun playing Mario Tennis Open on 3DS than I am actually playing Aces? Mm, don't know. I haven't played Open. I haven't, yeah, played, I haven't played Open in a long time either. Yeah. So I think it was more of the case where I had a lot more time maybe to play Open on and the portability of Open and all that stuff as well as like having the portability of Aces as well now. Um, the I think maybe it was a certain time and age or I don't know. Maybe I just found that more interesting back then I guess when it first came out but like now it, it, with Aces out look he's turning it on stop playing it would you uh, <laughs> stop playing it we can hear you <laughs> I've got a purpose hang on turn it off okay um, we're podcasting yeah uh, so like <laughs> essentially um, my like my, my view on it is I don't know if maybe my view is skewed or favoured or whatever. Maybe I'm looking at this with shit-coloured glasses or something, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I like the game, but I don't at the same time. Yeah. I think I think once you hang on to an old sport, uh, old sports title, and I think it's the same with Mario Kart as well, as the first one you play is always going to be the best experience for you, unless yeah. it's an absolute shitter of a game. Yeah, I agree. Like, I will always, I will, I will always think that Mario Kart sixty four is the best Mario Kart game ever. And you, and you think that because you're right. Well, <laughs> well I, it, I feel like I'm right. It was yes, good. absolutely. But was if you good. want to talk about content, if you want to talk about content, Mario Kart eight has so much content. Yeah, it has so much to offer in one game yeah. in comparison to Mario Kart sixty four that you would think, you know, it's obvious which one is the better game in terms of. Like content, probably gameplay as well, because it's developed over the years. Yeah, but I just enjoy Mario Kart sixty four because of the way Mario Kart sixty four is. Yep, mm-hmm. I agree. It's what I grew up with. I liked going off the course and following the train in the in the desert level. Can't remember <laughs> what dry dry desert. Yeah, calamari desert. I used to, calamari desert. I used to drive drive and follow the train, try not to get hit when it was fucking following me. Whatever. Yeah. Just, I little sh- little shit like that. It's all good memories. <laughs> yeah. And then you transition into like further on. My second favorite is DS. Yeah. DS was a stellar game as well. Yeah, it was. And DS was good. Going on, yeah, going on down the line though. And it's it online service. To... Was it? Was it? Was DS the first online 
Mario yes. Kart. Yeah. yeah. Oh First man, game. I love playing that online with my mates. And I, I actually bought the. Um, do you remember the uh, Nintendo DS a uh, Wi-Fi dongle that you had yes, to buy? Yes, I've got one. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I still got one too. <laughs> um, so I like. I remember when Nintendo announced they were shutting down their online services, and I tried using it just one more time, and it wouldn't work. That was like a really oh kind of sad moment. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no Mario Kart. Look, honestly, I think my favorite Mario Kart though of all time has to be Super Mario Kart, the very first one. That was the first one that I played and um i have my my fondest memories on that one um mario kart 64 was there but i wasn't a mario i was a nintendo guy then i was actually a playstation guy so i kind of missed out on that uh, until uh double dash came out and um completely just fell in love with that one but honestly mm-hmm. pro- I'm, I'm, I'm with you bryce it's um mario kart 8's honestly just like the be all and all right now of mario karts and i'm hoping like i said to buddy uh when we're doing our predictions episode for e3 that they were going to release a new Mario. Like I said, they were going to release a new Mario Kart or going to announce one. Sorry, I should say um, that even if they were to do it and have it on the same engine as Mario Kart Eight, I wouldn't care because it would be so good because they've kind of mastered the engine right now with mm. Mario Kart Eight. And if it got improved on, mm. mate, to their to their uh, to their credit, I've got to give them. But um, right now we haven't got a new Mario Kart yet. But I'm hoping that we get a surprise next year at E3. So, mm. mm-hmm. yeah, that's not just the port. As, as, yeah. as good as as good as Mario Kart Eight is, yeah. it's a support. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Mario Kart Eight is my favorite Mario Kart game. I absolutely love that game. I can't get enough of that game. Yeah, honestly, awesome. That's so good. Mario Kart I I used to say the DS game all the time, but yeah, now it's gone to the Switch version. I yeah, think, I think I think the DS version just came at the right time for us when we were at that age, mm. and I think that's why it overtook us so quickly. Yeah, and, and it's the first one you could easily do eight player matches eight player online you could create custom emblems and there was just there was a whole lot of meat to Mario yeah. Kart yeah. DS I don't know I don't know it just missions and all that yeah, yeah. did you guys yeah. ever did you guys ever play Super Circuit yeah yep. yeah what do you think of that yeah, I was okay yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> wasn't too bad it was no. uh, it was interesting being um the first handheld Mario Kart it was a cool mm. novelty mm-hmm. I agree but, yeah I, I think they tried to kind of uh, capture that essence of 64 Mario Kart 64 on a handheld but it just wasn't the same but I still mm. liked it I remember it was my first uh, portable it actually went Super Mario Kart and then Mario Kart Super Circuit for me because I actually didn't get a GameCube until well actually no that's right because it came out before the GameCube so essentially it was that kind of um, I bridged uh, over Mario Kart 64 to the Game Boy Advance uh, version um, and I actually got to uh, have that like on the go with me um, on our first family trip out of the state, which was cool. So there was, there's memories of that with me as well. So, I mean, um, I love it, but it, it won't ever stick out to me as one of one of my favorites, but yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I used to borrow it all the time off a friend um, until I eventually found a secondhand copy, but yeah. Yeah. Great game. Um, it was cool as well. Um, that was one of the, f- might've been one of the very few, uh, Game Boy Advance games where you could only use one card to do yeah, a it multiplayer. Was. It absolutely yeah. was. It was awesome. Like, mm-hmm. um, especially back then when we found out you could only plug in the link cable and you could just play. In yeah, I remember oh. we were playing it, and I was looking at the bottom of my Game Boy, just seeing nothing in there. But I'm actually playing something. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> how am I doing this? <laughs> yeah. Now I remember the uh, Game Boy uh, Advance link cable as well. So many sessions of um, 
You know the uh, remastered Mario Brothers that you used to get on the uh, uh, yeah. Mario Advance cartridges? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, so many sessions of arguing oh, with the siblings and the cousins over that. So, <laughs> yeah. Really um, cool. So does this sum up our sort of discussion on Mario Tennis? We sort of gone over <laughs> to Mario. <laughs> massive tangent. Like, like, well, I, I think I think I think the whole I think the whole point of the last like five to ten minutes has been like it, it's hard to see Mario Tennis keeping up when there's so much other good Mario content out there or yeah. multiplayer content on the Switch. Yeah, definitely. You know, Splatoon <laughs> Splatoon has a competitive community that's really big. Arms is still trying to break out there, but Arms is also a really good game. It has its yeah. niche. It, it has does. its niche. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Smash is coming. You know. We've, we've still got a perfectly great Mario mm. Kart. It seems to look, seems to me that the mechanics and the actual gameplay of Mario Tennis Aces is really good. What they've um, added is fantastic. Um, and allowing you to play just a normal game of tennis as well, that's great. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. For people who might not want to get into it that much. Yeah. And I think the longevity of this game is going to be just people like Buddy being like, okay, I'm going to go online and kick some ass and win some On his own. On his <laughs> own. <laughs> but but the, wait, I bring it back to that. The thing is, th- this... For me, this like this is a seven out of ten game, but it should have been a nine. And the things that could have made it a nine have seemed like very simple things that make me massively disappointed with it. Even though I'm kind of impressed with the gameplay, um, mm-hmm. you can't customize in exhibition or online having six games in yeah. in in, in, yeah. In, a, in, a, in a set. You can't have more than one set. You can't have best of two, best of three. They are just so simple and expected. Those things. For me yep. to jump online, yeah, I'll this will have some replay value for me and for people that will like me that are quite competitive and just want to jump in and have some quick matches. But mm-hmm. where it dies off and where it could die off to the other games is it doesn't have those customization options either. If I could play six games in a set, um, I could play you know five set match. Uh, that's what I could be playing an hour for one match or you know get into these massive grinds or whatever. That's that's appealing to me. I want that kind of competitive yeah. game mm. and they don't have that mm-hmm. option in there it's it's terrible i've organized the comp at work um that 10 of us are in and it's split up into pool systems and we're facing each other once in each each pool and stuff i set it up before the game even came out um that it was going to be just a three-set match and here we are we can't even verse each other online in a three-set match we yeah, have you, oh you get you just get the one set and it's only to two games um, so I think the customization options are really poor and kind of mystify me like they are just simple basic things that would be like ticking a box really there's yeah. nothing yeah. nothing to stop it from having those options in there now you know it's the online era for nintendo they could come in and patch that up just like we had a day one patch for my retainers which i almost fell out of the chair when i saw load up uh, <laughs> <laughs> but so so they God. they could fix that but even for me who was already like you know i mean i'm gonna replay this i am gonna play heaps of this it it could die off if they don't put these in yeah so yeah yeah mm. no i 100 percent agree I, I feel like a lot of uh nintendo uh fans um, after playing so much Super Smash Brothers, we all sort of want the level of customization as those games, which are just a ridiculous amount of uh, stuff you can do in those games. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Then you go back to Mario Tennis, where you literally can't choose the amount of games and stuff like that in a round. It's uh, yeah, it's a bit jarring. You, yeah, <laughs> you, pl- you play Virtua Tennis on PS3. That was like one of the launch 
launch titles or one of the early titles in its life cycle, 2007, 2008. And yeah. you could do all that kind of stuff. The career mode in that was expansive as like a world tour. Even the one... Yeah, but hold on, hold on, hold on. You can't, you can't compare... That's apples and oranges here. We're talking about Mario Tennis and you're comparing it to Virtual Tennis. Virtual Tennis is supposed to be... Like, it's reality-based. Yeah, no, but Virtual Tennis, you had like hitting at card games and all these other bizarre right, mini games. Okay? But yeah, the fact but... is you could customize in those games. It was the simplest of things. Mm. Why don't we have it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I agree. His why is because Nintendo aren't like trying to appeal to that market. They're trying to appeal to their, their I'm going to go for a word here, niche market in terms of Mario Tennis. Like, there's the hardcores like Buddy Watson out there who loves their Mario Tennis. <laughs> and then uh, there's people like me who are buying it for the sake of having it because their mates are playing it, right? So, mm. for somebody like me, I don't care about any of that stuff. What I want to do is get on and play with my mate Buddy, right? Yeah, Buddy, but you, you, but you fear me. <laughs> so you won't. <laughs> <laughs> but fair enough, right? But what do you think the majority of the audience is? Me or you? Uh, I think the majority of the audience at the moment is you for this yep. game to continue and live on. Uh, if you had that, basically a checkbox where you could customize a few things, yeah, that would appease my audience better, and you would have less likelihood of that, that audience and those people that are on there now dropping off later. Okay, but to actually sell more units, right? Who are they going to try to appeal to? Me or you? It doesn't stop you from selling units having the customization in there. Yeah, no bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like any game online, like even something like Mario Tennis or even Destiny Two. You need to yeah. keep that content and keep your fans happy. And if if they don't put these customers, uh, custom, oh, buddy, custom, custom, oh shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> Customization. Yeah, if they don't put that in yeah. there, or if they don't keep updating the tournament system, uh, people are just going to drop off, and right. this game's mm. going to. Yeah. Well, here's the, here's the thing as well. I think like. Uh, I think games like Mario Tennis have a bit of a bit of a thing to uphold because they sort of come out with a lackluster amount of content, unlike uh, Smash Kart. Bros. Well, well, Smash Bros. Mario Kart. Um, yeah. <laughs> those those kinds of games yeah. that they come out with a shit ton of content. Yep. Um, now we've also got two other games on the table that started off pretty bare bones which are online games, by the way. They yeah. started off pretty bare bones, and now they're chocked with content, and that's Splatoon and ARMS. Mm. ARMS has had several characters added, stages added. They've updated the mini-games and the, how the event systems work, and they've got regular events going. Splatoon's the same. They constantly add weapon sets. They add... We've just had an expansion for it. Mm-hmm. We've got rotating levels and stages. We've got Splatfests happening. It's just constant content like across the year they've got this calendar of it where they're just like flip the switch this is going up flip the switch this is going up flip Flip the the switch switch. (laughs) this is going up (laughs) yeah just throw it up in the air make it 360 degrees yeah just chuck it chuck it you better catch it (laughs) anyway um Mario Tennis needs to do that if it wants to keep going they can't they can't they can't leave it as is I'm excited to see where they go with tournaments because the way that they've sort of put it out, they're like, you are rewarded if you compete. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Which is nice. I agree, yeah. I um, completely agree with that statement. See, it, it's as it, once again, though, it's one of those cases where I think Nintendo are trying to be smart with uh, selling their product these days too. Um, 
especially with the way that the Wii U went, they don't want to try and uh, double down on that again. But uh, it's a case where they're, they're trying to really appeal to the masses now in, in a casual audience to... Back, like, they're trying to get... They get they garnered that success of the Wii that they, they had uh, onto the Switch again. And, and it started off like that. Um, but with games like Mario Tennis Aces, I don't think it's going to be that case where they can get everybody like that. It's only... It appeals to a casual but a hardcore casual at the same time. I don't know how to put that. If I am somebody who... Like, I know about Mario Tennis Aces because I pay attention to um, the game news and everything else, right? But if you're not, if you're just a casual consumer of the market, then more than likely you own a PlayStation. But at the same time, it's... I have a Switch. What games are there? Um... What am I going to buy? Okay, there's Zelda Mario. Oh, there's Mario Tennis Aces. I wonder what that's like. They'll buy it. And then whether they appeal to that certain person in terms of its modes and everything is a 50-50... It's a 50-50 shot for Nintendo here. And for somebody who knows about it and has played it myself and is like, eh, like that, it it kind of questions me whether a casual person would uh, be... It's once again 50-50 whether a casual person will be more than happy to play it uh, further on and actually have that in their hands and continue with it. But there's that other side where it's just, I don't know whether that's actually the wisest thing to be investing into, like for downloadable content and further use, like in terms of its replayability, whether they want to actually have people, um, like having an online use for Mario Tennis Aces is awesome because it'll potentially grow the community even further, like any other game. But Mario Tennis Aces is just a 50-50 kind of shot at the moment, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. I like your tennis analogies too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, I, I, I completely agree. It just once, hopefully, this. my hopes is, is that Nintendo do have a game plan for this and that they're going to smooth it all out and make yeah. sure that it ends up as successful as something like Mario Kart, whatever. It's it's obviously not going to appeal to the same amount of people for sure. No. But, you know, to put so much behind this game, like yeah. the way they talk about it, they were like hyping it up. And that's something we didn't see a lot with games in the Wii U era. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Including yeah. their Mario, including the Wii U's Mario Tennis. They oh. didn't really talk well, about it. Well, that came much. in 2016. Yeah, but it didn't talk, they didn't talk about it. No one all, talked really. about Nintendo in general in 2016. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> So it just it, it as long as they as long as they try and keep up they've got a good momentum going they can't drop it yeah I agree mm-hmm. hey um I know I'm gonna steer off a little bit on this um but I I got another one for you guys so yes I play as Peach thank you for asking oh shut up <laughs> uh, back at uh so I'm gonna ask you you guys back at E3 so I'm I'm going a little bit back here a little bit was there any games at E3 that you kind of upset that didn't make its way to Switch like that have been on PlayStation and Xbox that didn't make it to Switch um, not really no uh, do you have any well apart from the talk we had about uh, Unravel yeah and yeah how stupid that was yeah and... that, it just seemed like a perfect fit <laughs> it did yeah I agree there, there are a few games that I expected actually to make it to Switch that didn't like in my predictions that I made for some of the ports like Life is Strange um, didn't make it a switch. I'm surprised that Fire, like a game like Firewatch, made it over. Um, and th- we still don't really know much about it, like in terms of a release date or anything like that. But mm-hmm. um, Life is Strange has kind of teased, like the Don't Not has teased the, the fact that they 
are interested in bringing Life is Strange over to the Switch, and so did Deck Nine. Um, as a matter of fact, they teased it back when we were doing the Dash Awards last year. They were like, "Hey, Nintendo, how about you know let's let's talk?" And it's like, "Yeah, if we haven't heard anything yet." And now they've announced Life is Strange Season Two. As a matter of fact, Captain Spirit um, actually gets released in a couple hours' time at the time of recording this. Um, but we're hearing like it, it, it's kind of befuddling that in terms of uh, Nintendo trying to appeal to a, a new audience with the Switch itself, in terms of a, a mass uh, casual audience. Uh, mass market casual audience that they're not actually kind of trying to grasp some of these developers again like yeah i'd um, love I, to see yeah yeah i, I think a lot of uh, the bigger games they have got i think um half the reason why we didn't get so much at e3 was because they were like oh my god guys guess what we got we got Fortnite. yeah, <laughs> yeah. and and that was their big hey everyone in who's interested in video games we've yeah. got the biggest game in the world right now which is yeah. portable in your pocket and Played on a real controller and and know. get locked out of your uh, out of your account for playing ten minutes <laughs> on PlayStation. PlayStation. <laughs> I started a new account. I started yeah. a new account. Are you serious? I'm not going back to my main because of it. Oh god. Yeah. Um. That that's so actually sad. yeah big contra- controversy there, especially now seeing some of these ads where Xbox and Nintendo <laughs> are working together and they have like survived together <laughs> yeah. as their their slogan. That's yep. like a holy shit moment. Um, do you actually do you guys think that PlayStation will crack? No, I don't think they will. Not until mm. next gen. They don't least. need to. They're they're, yeah. they're they're outselling both Xbox and Nintendo combined. Why would yeah. they need to? That's you said it before me. You said it before me. I was actually going to bring this up on the next Dash Culture as well. So, like the the thing is, PlayStation. I think, and this is going to be a controversial one. PlayStation are at a point where because they're outselling them, they aren't paying attention at all. No. Yeah, no. and they don't need to. Because I, I, I myself am a big PlayStation fan as well, and right. all this did was anger me. They just... Yeah. Like, I... It, it made me feel like not buying third-party games on PlayStation because they've completely lost it. <laughs> yeah. Where would you yeah. buy your third-party games now? Xbox. I, yeah, I guess, yeah. yeah. But, I don't know. Well, I, I sort of want them to come out and sort of, like, get it again. So, even... I don't mm. know. Where do you where do you usually if if a game is on all three platforms where do you usually buy it? Oh, it depends on uh, what I want from it. Usually, if it's like a big set piece game on, I've got a PS4 Pro, so I usually yeah. get it on that. Yeah. Otherwise, if it's a game, um, like for example, the Sonic Racing game coming out later this year, if I was going to get it on anything, it would be Switch. Switch, yeah. It suits that platform more. But yeah, yeah. But if you were to if you were to, okay if you were to get something on either Xbox or or PlayStation or PS. Uh, or yeah, Xbox, I'll, PlayStation, or PC, you would pick PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. typically, definitely. Yeah, mm. yeah. I'm agree. I'm I agree with you. Yeah, I think um, mainly because of the fact that PlayStation are. I hate to say it on top right now, and the reason I hate to say it is because of the way they're kind of acting in this whole situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the fact that Nintendo are the most po- sorry. Uh, PlayStation are the top selling console right now, um, but Switch is like on fire right now and is catching up but the thing is I don't think it can catch up to the point where this generation ends which is going to be in the next couple of years for is what no, they're predicting no. yeah um, I, I think in itself Nintendo is in its own generation um, mm-hmm. when they kind of launched the, the Switch they kind of because of the way the generational count is they're in their own generation now uh, somewhere in the middle because you've got you had the Wii U the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. Uh, the previous was the PlayStation 3, the Wii, and the Xbox 360. 
and so on. So the Switch is like in its own generational gap right now where it's on its own. And the thing is that I don't know... Uh, I don't know if Nintendo are trying to sell it themselves as uh, it's your side piece console with your Xbox. Uh, and, and you know what? Now it kind of fits that, especially with their ad campaign. It's it your side piece. Of, yeah. yeah, it's your side piece console with your Xbox One. Are you calling, the, your, are you calling the Nintendo Switch a side bitch? Well, that's the thing. <laughs> like they Here's the thing, they're, they're now promoting it kind of like that. And I guess this is kind of like a side topic that we didn't even expect, but uh, sorry guys from House of Mario that I'm trying to... Yeah, no, no, I, 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 I like talking about this anyway. So yeah. It's, it's um, the thing is, is that uh, like now Nintendo campaigning with Xbox and sharing campaigning with Xbox, it's kind of like, uh, what's going on? Like, it's great partnership and everything, but are, are Nintendo basically putting themselves to the side here and saying hey you own an xbox one you got you know there's minecraft you know there's fortnite you know there's all this other stuff right so when you go out of the house take your switch but when you're home play it on your xbox one mm, yeah i i think that's the marketing move but i'm not sure it's i feel 100%. like that's because I, I assume I, I don't really know but that yeah. minecraft art ad where it, it only shows the switch in handheld mode I don't mm. know if it was Microsoft making that ad. Obviously, Nintendo had huge involvement with it. Yeah. But if it, if it was up to Nintendo, I feel like they would have shown more of the TV and handheld play. Yes, whereas, exactly. Whereas they were putting it as like, you know, Xbox is the TV version and the Switch is the handheld version. Yeah. Actually, yes. you know what would have been the absolute perfect way to do that ad? And I've just thought about this. And just imagine it's just like you've got the Switch and you can dock it and you've got it in handheld but you've also got the Xbox and you can play it on your TV but you've also got games for Windows mm. and the, like the Xbox store on your PC now. Yeah. Why didn't they utilize the shit out of that? Yeah. Like the Xbox side. They mm. really should have. Mm. They really should have in that ad. It would have sold it. <laughs> if Nintendo made an ad it would just be like why do you even need your Xbox? Just put the, put the Switch in the dock. and you've got to remember like Xbox like kudos to them a bit of a goodwill working with Nintendo but they've got an ulterior motive to this as well the fact that the fact that you need an Xbox account to um, sign in with your Nintendo Mm -hmm. Switches so potentially there are all these families and all these households uh, that have all got Switches in them that don't have next gen hardware like a PS4 or an Xbox One yet because of you know maybe the age bracket maybe they're six, seven years old eight years old maybe they don't want something like that in the house yet they're all starting Xbox accounts now by the time the next generation comes comes around in you know three four years or two two to three years, bang! You already have an Xbox account. Why don't you get an, an Xbox now? Sync all your other stuff over. So it's kind of like uh, planting the seeds for possible yeah, future definitely. customers as well. So yes, a lot of goodwill for Xbox. Um, doesn't hurt Nintendo, obviously. Nintendo are getting their having their cake and eating it too. Like yep. we're working mm-hmm. with Xbox and we're getting the exposure. So good for them. But you know, Xbox is a bit a bit of strategy behind it as well. I think. I think I think so too, but I I think I think with the situation that's going on at the moment, this this happened so shortly after E3. Yeah. Um, Xbox have made a really massive case with Game Pass. I mean, they're already doing that before E3, but they're doing it even more now that they've announced all this crap for it. Yeah. Um, you know, with Xbox and Nintendo working together so hard, reg- like regarding their crossplay and with even with PC. Um, that's that's such a big part and integral thing for them them two companies to move forward most predominantly, um, and it's been such a fucking roller coaster for me this de- this generation for sure because I 
I boycotted the shit out of Xbox initially this generation after, you know, Don Matrick was being a dickhead on stage. <laughs> we, all, we all know what that was about. Yeah. Um, and I was an Xbox fanboy. I loved Xbox. I had an original Xbox. I played the games oh, on original God. Xbox. And I did it. I loved it. I loved it. I thought Xbox was a fantastic console. Which one? Um, the 360? No, even the original. Yeah, no, the, the original and 360, awesome. Yeah, they were. They were fantastic. Um, but nowadays, it was like, well, I didn't want to buy an Xbox One because of Dom Matrick being an asshole. Yep. <laughs> um, I ended up buying into PS4, and now we're getting to the end of the generation. I want to throw my fucking PS4 out the window, <laughs> and I want to buy an Xbox One X. because of the Just because of the Fortnite issue, because it's proved uh, to me that if yeah. they're going to do this with anything... If they get, if they can do this with Fortnite, they can do this with anything. Okay, so I'm going to argue with that one and say that yes, you're right, but at the same time, Nintendo would have pulled this shit before the Switch. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah this would have been a Nintendo thing. See, I've always considered Nintendo the Apple of the gaming world. Whereas if you aren't Nintendo, you don't exist here. <clears throat> you don't. There's nothing outside of Nintendo. Nintendo is the be all end all see that uh, there was one point where I believe that Nintendo did kind of recognize everything around them which was um, the last time which was E3 I believe E3 2006 where Reggie actually got on stage and said you know PlayStation uh, have got a problem we got our 3DS out on time they didn't get the PSP out on time that's PlayStation's problem not mine and I thought that was a fucking badass move <laughs> by Reggie yeah but yeah. The, after that it was basically Nintendo are being the apple of the gaming world. They don't recognize anything around them. And if anything, they're kind of shut in on their own now. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, uh, and that kind of led to each company becoming like that, to be honest. Because if it wasn't like that at first, I believe, then none of this would be like this at the, at the same time. I reckon that we'd all be living in harmony. But the thing is, as of right now, like we've, it goes back to the, sa- the start of the conversation, which is PlayStation don't really need to do this. But no. we'd love for them to do this as gamers um, appeal to a mass market and have this cross-play, you know, between all gaming platforms. However, there is that argument there of what's the point of me? Uh, what's the point of us doing that? Because and afterwards, they uh, why should they own a PlayStation? They can go buy themselves just an Xbox and own an Xbox if they want to. Yeah. So, well, no, go on. Sorry. The thing is, is the thing is, is like with the cross-play thing. I'm not sure even I really give a shit if they want to be on their own. Yeah, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. I don't care. But yep. the issue with the Fortnite thing is they've essentially bricked my account that I've spent yeah. over a hundred bucks on. No, I agree. I, I want to use that on other consoles. I signed the Xbox EULA first. Mm. Bef- I played it on the Xbox One I have in my home before I played it on my PlayStation. Why'd you yeah, jump to the wow. PlayStation? Well, the thing is, is I ha- I wanted to just... The, the PlayStation didn't have that EULA problem to begin with. Yeah. I could play it on my Xbox or my PlayStation. It didn't matter. Mm-hmm. And then I played it on my Xbox One first. I mm. I can one hundred percent guarantee that. I took my PS4 to my uh, my mother in law's house, and I was just like, "Well, they're doing whatever, so I'm going to play something on my PS4." So I ended up playing Fortnite on it for about fifteen minutes. Yeah, and I went back home, played it on my Xbox just fine. But give it six months later, all of a sudden, I'm not allowed to play it on my Xbox anymore. Mm. I'm not allowed to play it on my Switch now that it's freshly released yeah. I just bought Save the World because I was like hey I should support the developers mm. I bought the cosmetics and stuff like that for the um, Battle Royale right 
and now it's gone. It's gone because I, I mean I can use it for sure, but I would rather play it on my Switch than I would my PS4 because I can sit down at my PC and play that at home. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm, it, it's absolutely. it's made it useless for me because the whole reason I wanted the I wanted Fortnite on Switch is because hey I I don't have to plug it into a TV. Mm. Well, you know what you should get the PlayStation <laughs> Vita. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Shut up! Remote play, buddy. What, what, Remote what a way play. Best. Uh, but but quick question, quick question yeah. here, Bryce. So, mm-hmm. is that enough to stop you from getting a PlayStation the next next uh, life cycle? No, their response was enough to get me to to, to convince me not to buy one next life okay, cycle. Cool. Now, so response, you will not be buying a PlayStation was Five. Awful. Uh, probably not. And now, oh, wow. now, Bryce, uh, if you play multiplayer games with Drew and he's on a PlayStation does that convince you to keep staying with PlayStation though? We don't play multiplayer games. Okay. We play a whole lot oh, wow. The thing is is most of my multiplayer games land on the PC. The only thing I was buying a PlayStation for was the odd occasional exclusive and I was actually playing my third party like AAAs or whatever on there from time to time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, because stuff like I don't know, stuff like your generic shooters and stuff like that. They don't have much of a reach on PC anymore. I don't know how much yeah. you guys touch PC, but nah. they don't. They don't touch. They get most of their audiences from console. So you typically head for console towards that. So I was playing them on PS4 as well. Now I I don't think I give a shit. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So that that was sort of our attitude when um like when Rocket League when they said oh we're not doing cross play with other platforms us too we just sort of went well you know that's fair enough yeah, yeah. we almost just went it's fair enough and if, yeah. if they said the same for Fortnite we would have we would have said also yeah, fair enough but it's when yeah. Bryce is like I can't use my hundred and fifty dollar account anymore huh that's when it was like okay this is you can't do that you can't just no. Ep- you can't infect an account yeah <laughs> and just make what, it useless what the solution should be there should be a way that Epic um, can transfer your data over. Like, without, you know, PlayStation kind of coming to the party and go, hey, Epic, this is my thing. I've got this on PlayStation. Can I transfer it over? So, you know, you can't cross-play because PlayStation don't want to mm-hmm. do that. Um, but there should be a way that you're still not locked out of your content as well. Yeah. 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 So, it's coming it from a bit tricky as well because the main reason they want to lock the content is so Bryce can't be like, I'm going to buy all these cosmetics on Switch and then Nintendo gets the cut, then they bring it to PlayStation. And exactly. They're just using their infrastructure. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to siphon yeah. the money towards it. I was going to say, this is coming from a guy as well. How many hours have you done on Rocket League, buddy? I played almost 9,000 games. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Shit, son. A little too much, yeah? Oh, just a couple of hours. Lot. Just here or there. I think okay. that's more game more games I've played. I think that's more more games than League of Legends I've played. I'm, pl- I'm playing Rocket League now and you don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would believe that. I would believe that this is pre recorded and you've just predicted everything we're going to say up until this point. That's right, yes. <laughs> I'm playing it with my mind. The control is actually embedded in my brain. Did you guys did you guys find it weird? So kind of funny actually had uh, the GameSpot um, show. So basically they had the the GameSpot shared mm. platform there. Kind of funny uh, actually interviewed um, Major Nelson on stage. Major Nelson walked up on stage, sat down on the couch, and Greg Miller goes to him, 
hey, is that a Nintendo Switch? And he's like, it sure is. And it's, <laughs> it was it was almost... I don't know if I felt like that was an ad placement or anything for the, the like the fact that they're doing the cross-play or if the fact that we're all in... Har- like the, and the language that he was using, like, we're all in harmony now and everybody's doing it. And then they asked him the question, what about PlayStation coming to the party? And it's like, yeah, I don't understand what's going on with PlayStation over there. It's... <laughs> This is a kick in the guts after the sharing the game thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much. This is one hundred percent what it is. Revenge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's I what feel ups- it. that's what upsets me so much. Just having how they how PlayStation come out at the side of the generation, just so uh, consumer friendly and mm. they're really for the indies. And now you don't see anything from indies. That's you don't... why I wanted to support them. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's all gone. It's all gone now. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. PlayStation really started this generation strong. It kind of it almost like was. Uh, oh, we'd learned from our past mistakes with the PlayStation 3. Uh, you'll see that <laughs> yeah. with the PlayStation 4. And then as time went on, it's like, let's go back to the old model slowly, slowly. Massage it, massage it. We'll go back, we'll go back. And then, bam, they're back there at the PlayStation 3 model again. So, um, I don't know. I still love my PlayStation. Um, we'll see how this goes anyway. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm going to get rid of my console. I'll still use it. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not going to I'm not going to start investing in, in their Third properties. Party. Yeah. yeah. Well, not even Last of Us? You're not going to play The Last of Us? I never even played through the first one. I, I lent it to him. I tried to get him into it. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. yeah, cool. And that's uh, that's it for me and Dash. Uh, glad we can make it, boys. I understand. I understand there's a narrative you guys like to it, but The Walking Dead ruined it for me. Oh, fuck Walking uh, Dead, man. The, t- the, the Telltale game. No, I'm sorry, but like, I, I already had a zombie game on my mind. And oh. I know it's not. I know it's not in the same. I know it's not in the same vein in gameplay and shit. Mm. But I already had my emotions torn, and I wasn't going back for a second round. Yeah, I, I, oh, you should. I can't go to Telltale Games. I can't play games at five frames a second. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I. I it's still emotional. Fuck you. I never had <laughs> Telltale Games until uh, Batman season. Uh, was it episode five or four? And Ep- it, like, episode five, man. I my game crashed yeah. six times. I don't know if oh, you wow. guys uh, saw the picture I put on Twitter, but it was literally one of the characters. It was like that... Um, With eyes. It, it was the eyes. It was like the Assassin's Creed uh, Unity. Oh, uh, you serious? Yeah, that happened to me in the game. Like, holy fuck. <laughs> and I turned to my shit. girlfriend and said, holy shit, what's going on in this game? <laughs> was this was this on uh, the Switch or... No, it was on um, PlayStation 4. Oh, wow. And it did that? Shit. Yeah, no, it, just, it, it did that, but it crashed. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised because I, I played through... Is this season one that happened to you? Yeah, I haven't played season two yet. So okay, I, I played through season one and I played it flawlessly. I, I, I played up to I think episode three on season two. I wasn't really too invested in season two as much as I was season one. Um, but yeah, I had no I had no issues with uh, the game at all. So this is surprising. And just yeah. just with I that, think you're lucky. Sounded like it happened to a fair few people. Yeah, hmm. absolutely. And just with that PlayStation thing, how they were like kind of consumer centric and might be uh, mm. kind of changing their ways. It reminds me of that Dark Knight quote, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become <laughs> the villain. And that's just yeah. what I'm picturing, like Sony, you you know, doing that, becoming Harvey Dent. Yes, brother, yeah. the fire roses. <laughs> <laughs> it's similar to Nintendo too. They wanted to keep their Wii brand alive and obviously oh, yeah. how they went into, in, into the uh, Wii U thinking they'll shit hot, n- nothing can touch them. Obviously, yeah. we know how that worked out. So all of these Wii companies U. do it. <laughs> they do that piece of Tupperware that in the slightest they you know in the end they're all they're all money hungry corporations oh, yeah. when they're ahead yeah that's how they are 
but yeah. uh, it's just unfortunate that I again I, I got the whole we don't want to communicate with these two consoles thing their initial excuse was pathetic it was really stupid yeah um, 100% but now that they've stolen my Fortnite account <laughs> I, I am I am so fucking angry about that I I literally I think it was about five days prior to that I'd spent money on Save the World I could have I could have I could have just left it so it's now the wrong time to hit you up for a game of Fortnite on PS4 later oh, fuck off <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say did you guys see that uh, Just Dance 2018 is gonna Wii release yeah yeah it's yeah, it is <laughs> Yeah. It's had a Wii release for ages, and it's still got a Wii U release. I wonder. This, I said this oh to God. Bryce. I wonder what's going to drop off first: the Wii version or the Wii U version? <laughs> I reckon the Wii U version will drop off first. Yeah, yeah I think, I think it will so too. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's no point. I mean, the the sticks are on the Wii. Yeah, yeah. you know what? Yeah. I mean? Same controls. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because um, you still see like every now and again, I go to someone's house, and I still see a Wii set up next to their TV. Like, yeah, it's, I know. It's funny that you bring that up. I was at somebody. I can't remember whose house I was at. Uh, I walk in. I'm like, oh, a Wii. I'm like, all right, <laughs> fair enough. I've got a Wii in the drawer right there. Oh god, in the drawer is the uh, is different. It's yeah, it's, yeah, it's I, way I different. Say, that that's the that's the words you need to focus on. There is in the drawer <laughs> in out the of drawer. sight. <laughs> it's in the so it's I, in the drawer, uh, and that drawer is uh, in in another unit and that unit is in another house where's the Wii U where's your Wii U I didn't buy a Wii U oh okay good job mine's still hooked up to the TV mine's next to my Xbox One oh fair enough I mean yeah here's the thing I got mine still hooked up as well right Uh, my one's been homebrewed to shit now so it's got like a hard drive hooked up to it so I can play all my games off a hard drive now um, so I don't have to keep taking them out of the freaking cupboard because they're all the way in storage, right? And I thought, you know what? I'm going to store everything away and I'll just put all my games on a hard drive and be done with it. But to be honest, the probably it's got like 15 layers of dust on it, so I haven't touched that in ages. <laughs> and there's no point. Uh, I'm even thinking about packing it up, maybe even selling it because uh, honestly, all the games that are, that I play on it are now on the Switch anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the only yeah. one, the exception right now is Mario Maker. And honestly, I haven't played Mario Maker since I've put it away, so... Yeah. Mine's hooked up for Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. That's what mine's hooked up for. Yeah. Well, you're going to be putting that away, boy, in December when that comes out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Won't even need it anymore. No, I'll tell you. What a sad day. Well, the thing is, what is it? Brendan, for, uh, Brendan's actually organizing... Uh, for for Mario Tennis First, he's organizing like a little tournament between everybody in 8-Bit, and when uh, Smash Brothers comes out later in the year, everybody in 8-Bit's going to get involved Ooh. in that as well. Look Ooh, out, boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mario's coming to town for that one. Oh, boy. There you go. <laughs> All right, guys. We're approaching an hour and 20 minutes, so I think we should wrap up the show there. Um, oh, any yeah. little uh, things you want to add to uh, sum up our conversation? Yeah, like I said before, uh, Mario Tennis is a 7. It should be a 9. It's trapped behind some really minor customization options oh, but the gameplay up. is awesome and Stop i talking uh, about this game and and i think there should be a uh, doubles match between dash culture and the house of mario uh, oh, yeah. in sometime oh, in the near future all right yeah let's do, let's do that that sounds like fun yeah awesome I have, I have to have a practice though <laughs> oh no <I'm> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, i'm still confused i am yeah far from what about you dash um no, I just want to say thanks for having us on, guys. I really appreciate uh, uh, us coming together and doing this crossover. It's been a lot of fun, and hopefully uh, we can return the favor and have you guys on uh, Dash Culture really soon too. Yep. Shit, yeah. Yeah. No, we had a, we had a heap, heap of fun doing this. We don't usually um, 
do it over the internet. We're just usually in person. So mm. it's a it's a very different experience, isn't it? Like, oh, it is. Yeah. 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 And like most most of the time when we're communicating with people, they're from like some fucking part of the world where we yeah. do it up at a dumb hour of the morning or like Fuck when we had the first. So it's good to have an evening conversation with a couple of good fellas. <laughs> Instead of like trying to organize a really fucking stupid time, you're giving so, Dash. Appreciate you're giving Dash way too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're gonna see what happens next episode. I tell you now. <laughs> Listen, just don't settle it. Just don't settle this over a game of Mario Tennis Aces. No, this is not definitely not gonna happen. No, um, I already know he's gonna lose. I'm sharpening me. the end of my toothbrush for for when it comes PAX time. Oh, God. oh shit! Well, somebody's not going to end up being there at PAX. I mean, <laughs> you're getting all the stones for your tennis racket. <laughs> Pair it up. Um, just before we finish, I will just read out a uh, a quote from our Discord community. We had a uh, Delfino Durans. He wanted to uh, just uh, talk about his uh, uh, Mario Tennis experience. So he says it was uh, the first one he played on 3DS was uh, Mario Tennis on the 3DS. What was that one called again? Open. Open. Yes. He said, I remember really liking the Mii customization. The outfits were especially cute on the girls. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And and the powered purple shots were also very overpowered. I think they got nerfed in aces. The ace difficulty cups were also dumb, dumb hard because they could literally <laughs> read your imports and counter perfectly. And I like the street pass part. That's about all of my thoughts. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah, very cool. Awesome. All right, guys. Thank you very much for listening to the House of Mario episode forty-seven. Guys, where can we find you guys on the interwebs? Uh, you can find uh, myself at Dash Gamers, um, and also every uh, second week over at SoundCloud.com/slash/DashCulture with Mister Buddy Watson over here. Yeah, and no, my Twitter handle is a complex Twitter handle that you'll never remember. It's at Buddy Watson twelve. Oh fuck! <laughs> How will I remember? <laughs> You can also find us every two weeks over at 8bit.net with our hungry family, such as the House of Mario here. Mm. Yes. That's it. And if, if you guys want to listen to uh, Dash Culture, go uh, in the uh, show notes. There'll be a link to the iTunes and SoundCloud versions of that. So oh, be sure to go and have a look. And if you don't want to, don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess so. Don't listen to him. <laughs> why wouldn't you want to go and have a listen? That's uh, it. If you don't want to, go to Mario Tennis Aces. We'll settle this on the table. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll be waiting. <laughs> Bryce, where can they find you? They can find me at Bryce DeWitt. And they can find me at iDruby. And you can find the podcast at The House of Mario on Twitter. And just before we uh, go, we want to read out a, our SoundCloud review of the week. It is by J-H-U-A-W-J-Q. I don't know if that's a name or you've got a real you got a lot of names so that's your initials. Hang on, hang on. let me see this name. Let me see this name. Have a look, man. <laughs> uh, jo- it, Joshua WJQ is what I assume it's trying to say. Yeah, it says yeah J S H J S H. So it's Joshua Joshua Joshua. Okay, cool. All right, go for it. He says this is just great. This this podcast made sweet love to my eardrums. I especially like it when they record at five in the morning and can barely speak right due to being so tired. (laughs) (laughs) They also tell it right how it is, not just loving every move Nintendo make. Definitely worth a listen. Ooh. Thank Thank you you very much, uh, Josh. We'll call him Josh. Thanks, Josh. Yeah. Thanks, man. All right. Uh, Nintendo Jukebox this week is... Let me pull it up because it's not up right now. <laughs> is Paper Mario Fanfare by Player 2. It's a fantastic remix. Go over to SoundCloud. You almost Leave- said Fanfare-tastic. 
Yeah, well, maybe I just feel like saying fantastic. <laughs> right. <Okay. laughs> All right, guys. Thank you very much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Later. Bye, guys. See ya.
yes. <laughs>